0: This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the waiting room on Podcast 225.com.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of The Waiting Room. This is Katie Fetzer, your host, along with my co host, Dr. Mary Catherine Rodriguez. And today we are excited to introduce our newest team member to the Wellness Studio team. Um, And we're excited to have her on today. Uh, Just starting off with some brief disclaimers about the Waiting Room podcast. Um, The contents of our show we do not want to be mistaken for psychotherapy or counseling services. So it's not intended to serve as a replacement or a substitute for mental health services. so if you find yourself um, becoming interested in mental health uh, or in counseling, um, you can schedule an appointment by calling your primary care physician, looking at the back of your insurance card, but you can also call us uh, and schedule an appointment with one of our licensed mental health professionals by calling our office at 225 448 Three three five nine. You can also visit our website at surprisingly well.com. Uh, and we would also love for you to be able to subscribe to the waiting room podcast if you like what you hear. And you can also leave a rating or a review by going to podcast225.com and also checking us out on iTunes, which is probably what you're listening to us on right now. Um, a brief description of the waiting room for those of you that are just tuning in. The waiting room is our opportunity to be able to provide a platform to educate and inform Inform people about mental health. We have a lot of topics that are related to um, mental health and psychology and we apply what we know as mental health professionals which is a very we have a very evidence foundation to, to talk about things that are going on in pop culture or um, social issues that are coming up. Um, so we really our main intention here is to be able to educate and inform people um, in a way that is easily able to understand. So um, and we are excited about today's episode.
2: Yes. And just to give you a little background um, about Mallory McCann, um, something that we love about the wellness studio and all of our clinicians is that we each are diversified in what we like to specialize in and the populations we like to work with. So just to give you um, a brief description on Mallory, she is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Louisiana, and she um, will provide services for various presenting concerns. Her master's degree is in counseling psychology from the university of Southern Mississippi. Um, um, and her, before joining the Wellness Studio, she was with the Behavioral Health Group uh, in New Orleans, where she worked with adults struggling to overcome opiate addiction. So, uh, together with her clients, they uh, develop ways to decrease use um, and harmful behaviors and subsequently increase their quality of life. So, a great addition to yeah. the Wellness Studio. We, we are very, very excited. very excited
1: to have Mallory. So, Mallory is our newest addition, and we can't wait to um, welcome her. We're going to take a quick break and then be back with Mallory shortly. It's Manners in a Minute
3: present by manners of the heart when we patiently and consistently raise children with good manners they develop two life-shaping qualities respect for others and respect for themselves well-mannered children who share their toys and wait their turn become disciplined teenagers who freely give respect and have the ability to say no to self-defeating behavior teenagers with heart-centered manners become kind compassionate adults who live to serve others not themselves They become adults who take time to help the new person at work, do volunteer work in the community, and open their homes to their children's friends. Teenagers with good manners become adults with self-respect. They keep their spending habits in check, and they say no when outside demands cut into time with the family. Why is it so important that we fill our children's hearts with manners? Manners instilled in the early years become the foundation for morals in the later years.
0: Clay Young here with Brian Lowe with Brian Lowe Financial. Brian, as it relates to the markets or financials, what motivates people? Well, think about it. If you're retirement, you're 60, 65, or wiser, you want to have enough money to know you don't have to go back to work. Right. So what's the bigger driver? American greed, growth of your money. When the market's up, everybody wants to grow their money, right? Too many people want to get in too late, right? Uh, Ultimately, uh, fear. Fear is a big driver. I've been doing this for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen the markets go up. I've seen the markets go down. Right. Let's not forget 2003, the market's corrected over 50%. Let's Yeah. look back in uh, 2007 to 2008, the market corrected. Uh, Look, 1929, 2000, and now – High, high PE ratios and low interest rates. Mm-hmm. Again, we have high PE ratios. The Schriller PE ratio is above 31. The average is 16. Wow. So, as a national average, it's high. Yeah. We got Janet Yellinson in the market, has got some. Uh, it's top heavy. We've got some tax benefits coming our way. But the question is if you think the market's high, now's the time to come in to protect some of your gains. BrianLowFinancial.com. Welcome back, back to the waiting room.
2: Welcome back to the waiting room. Today we are introducing Mallory McCann, the newest member of the Wellness Studio team.
4: Welcome, Mallory. Hey. Welcome. All right. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, um, I am a licensed professional counselor. Um, I got my master's degree from the University of Southern Mississippi um, and really just kind of found myself being drawn to substance abuse treatment um, as a clinician, mostly because, you know, it affects so many people and it's so stigmatized. um, And it really doesn't need to be because so many people do it. You know, it's, it's hard to say, you know, that it's that they shouldn't seek treatment because so many people do it, you know? Right. Well, you
2: said the word stigmatize, which is something that um, with the wellness studio and the show, The Waiting Room, our goal is to destigmatize mental health. Um, So tell us a couple of the stigmas that are surrounding substance abuse that you see in your practice that you'd like to kind of discuss on the show today.
4: Hmm. Okay. Um, A couple of the stigmas. I think one of the largest ones is... um, you know, just shame surrounding the fact Mm -hmm. that they can't stop doing it on their own. Mm -hmm. Um, It's difficult for people to admit that they need help. Um, And I think that that was one of the front runners or the the main themes across everything that I've
1: done so far. That's the one that came to my mind as well first too, Mm -hmm. is that shame Mm -hmm. that is so much you see tied to mental health as well. And I'm just so glad to have you on our team because addiction and substance abuse is an area that um, we, Dr. Roderick and I don't have a specialty in that area. And so it's something that has been kind of uncharted for us yeah. within our podcast and within the wellness studio. So we're so excited to have you on there as a piece, uh, um, a piece that was missing that we didn't know was missing. Really. Right. Right. Awesome. Yeah.
4: I'm, I'm happy to help out wherever I can, because this seems like it's going to be a great fit and a great opportunity, especially if there are so many people out there mm-hmm. that, that could be needing these services, you know? Sure.
2: Right. And with substance abuse, I mean, that crosses over so many different cultures and uh, different socioeconomic statuses and races and genders. And Mm. so I think that, uh, you know, like you said, one of the stigmas might be that it's only subject to a certain population, which is we which we know is not true. But I think um, being able to talk about it, especially on a platform like a podcast to help kind of normalize that it does affect all people. And and also, um I'm sure we'll kind of get into this, but how it affects the family members or the loved ones or the, the friends and, and what to do maybe if if you know that someone's
1: struggling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mallory tell, Mallory, tell us a little bit more about your background in substance abuse and kind of what led you there.
4: Okay. So um, most of my experience is with working with people who are struggling with opiate addictions. It's a really pervasive, pervasive um, addiction. It's one of the most difficult things I've seen people struggle with, um, and really what drew me to it was the fact that thousands of people are dying from this every year, um, and it's such a hush-hush thing. Nobody's been talking about it. It's been kind of taboo because the places that these people are getting their substances from are medical professionals.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: so it's kind of like, we're going to need to grab the bull by the horns and and really tackle this because helping professionals are kind of facilitating this terrible addiction.
2: Yeah. And for wow. those that maybe aren't familiar with an opiate addiction, maybe just give a brief def- sure. definition mm-hmm. of that.
4: So that's your prescription paying pills like Vicodin, Percocet, Lortabs, mm-hmm. um, hydrocodone, cough syrup, um, also heroin, things like that. Um, any sort of pain reliever that
1: comes over the counter or from your local drug dealer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. It's such, such a, a need that we have in our community. And I think going back to the stigma that you mentioned, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because for people that are listening, it's, you know, just like Dr. Rodriguez and I have said on our other podcast when it comes to mental health, the same is with addiction in that we don't want people to feel that sense of shame that is so powerful that it gets in the way of people reaching out for themselves to get help or the family member from reaching out to help Mm -hmm. their loved one that might be struggling with addiction and i think when people start to view addiction which is what we're trying to do on this platform is help people view addiction as what it is a disease and something that you know people can't just snap their fingers and make it go away or make it stop right right
2: yeah and uh let me ask you this because maybe you can speak more to the treatment of um that mental health treatment of of uh, addiction, Because I think for people that are struggling and and wanting help or maybe not realizing that they're there yet, I think the fear might be, you know, is a, a lockdown rehab. Or, you know, they, right. they only have this one track mind of how to treat addiction. So can maybe you talk to the different forms of treatment for substance abuse?
4: Sure. Um, I think it also really depends on the substance that they're dependent upon mm-hmm. or addicted to. Um, but I think the the thing people's minds go to when they think substance abuse treatment is abstinence. Mm -hmm. And really that's not the most effective way. Um, really, you know, harm reduction methods are actually way more effective because for someone that's been using substances for the last 15, 20 years, Mm -hmm. it is probably impossible for them to envision life without that substance. Mm -hmm. Correct. So to gradually set goals, to help them wean off and create healthier habits, healthier behaviors, um, less use, less risky behaviors, um, that gradual growth is yeah. much more effective.
1: Yeah. And for what you will be offering um, people at the wellness studio, maybe share a little bit about the, the t- level of care and the type of, su- of substance abuse service you can offer people.
4: Okay, so in terms of level of care, um, you know I'll be providing outpatient services to really anyone that's appropriate for that mm-hmm. type of treatment. Um, for those that maybe aren't appropriate or need a higher level of care, we can absolutely provide those referrals, find a place that's most appropriate for them um, but really it would be you know a collaborative conversation about what they want their goals to be. Mm-hmm. It's not my place to be like, oh you know you shouldn't be using this anymore. I really want it to be a joint, Endeavor or a joint conversation about where you see yourself and how are we going to get there?
1: Yeah. And, you know, when I said level of care, I should, I want to break that down too so that listeners can understand maybe my question. Um, I think that, um, you know, maybe you could share a little bit too about proper support systems that um, people that are struggling with addiction um, can have and how as a counselor, you were a part of that support system.
4: Absolutely. So support systems are really important in the recovery process, um, but that can look really different for a lot of different people. sometimes substance abuse and being really really involved in your addiction is isolating Mm -hmm. Um, so that support system that we typically think of family and friends isn't always there Mm -hmm. Um, but your support system can come in so many different ways if you choose to engage in like um, support groups or community groups or you know I can be a part of your support system um, we can get you connected to some really great people that will help you find the support that you need um, because this really is a joint effort and it's hard to go at it alone
1: yeah yeah absolutely
2: and that's comforting because I think a lot of people feel so alone on that journey, I would assume. And so um, to hear you talk about finding support outside of what we perceive would be support, like family or close friends or, or spouses or something like that, but that they're, even if they think, you know, listening to this, that they are alone, reaching out to mm-hmm. a mental health professional
1: automatically gets at least one yeah, person on their support right. team. And that might just be where they need to start. Right. And I'm so, I just have to say, I'm so glad to have you as a part of our team because. You know, Dr. Roderick and I have always, you know, prided ourselves on saying that we we can't be experts in everything, and mm-hmm. as mental health professionals, we can't be experts in everything. And so, anytime we have someone that's come to us and they've had maybe a strong, you know, addiction issue that they're struggling with we refer out because we were we were are the first to say this is out of our scope right. this is not something mm-hmm. that we specialize in and so it's so nice to be able to have someone new to our team that can offer this service that is so in need yes mm-hmm. um yeah. you know i know we talked briefly just about opioid but i mean even just thinking of the other forms of addiction definitely especially in, in louisiana so mm-hmm. maybe
4: alcoholism maybe right share a little bit
1: more about yeah. that
4: right um i mean You know, I'll be able to provide services for pretty much any sort of substance unless it's so involved that they were to require hospitalization. Um, But that would be, you know, alcohol, marijuana, um, misuse of prescription medications, um, tobacco, even it's since it's legal. We don't usually think of that as Mm -hmm. a substance. No, but but
2: tobacco cessation, I think, would be a a big
4: piece mm -hmm. of 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 Mm -hmm.
2: what you could offer people. Right.
4: You know, if it's a substance in any way, shape or form and it's impeding your ability to function, we can talk about
1: it. Well, yeah, you know, to continue on that list, what about, um, have you, are you able to treat uh, process addictions? I know it's kind of new that people are talking about these and researching and studying it. Um, but in terms of like, um, addiction to cell phones, social media, right. uh, I know it's, it's kind of new and forming still in our research, but right. do you have any thoughts on that? Um, Most of my experience has been mostly with actual substances and not Mm -hmm. necessarily processes
4: like gambling, um, cell phones, technology addictions, things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But, you know, I'd be willing to to help out and and try the best that I can. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure that we could develop a treatment plan and and get down to the nitty gritty of where you want to go with this. And if we get to a point where, you know, it's not helpful or not feeling it, um, we can absolutely find someone else who can help them out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I um, I love your response to that, by the way, because it, it really goes in line with uh, Dr. Roderick and I's mission with the Wellness Studio, which is we have a we, we were actually once described in a testimonial by a dear friend of ours, Max Zobe, who did our um, advocacy slash brand film. And I love what he said because it's so true. And he, he said, y'all have a never say no heartbeat and it's this you know we we don't ever want to say no to someone we will say you know maybe we can't help you with that right now but we will find out how to help yeah, you right and that's very much the response you just gave which is you know process addiction is not something i'm i'm touched on yet but i have the qualifications and i can build on that and make a treatment plan right for you which is so nice to be able to hear and yeah. um i um was able to um TA, which means, you know, teach assist with a professor of mine at UNO when he was teaching addiction. And one of the things that we did focus on was process addictions and how prevalent they are, especially with this newer generation. Um, and so I think it would be so something that, um, is nice to hear that you can touch on if our, if, if our community needs it or if our client needs it, they can reach out. Absolutely.
2: And since we're, this is the first time we've ever really dove into this uh subject on the waiting room i keep thinking about people listening and and maybe some questions that they would have especially because like katie mentioned our culture and 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 alcohol and and so many things about just living in the state of louisiana that some people might have questions about well what makes one
4: person more prone to addiction than others maybe you could touch on that too Um, I mean, it definitely has a genetic component, right? Some people have a predisposition to addiction based on family history. Mm-hmm. Um, other people, it's it's just the way they are designed. Those neuronal pathways just might be a little bit stronger in them than in others. You know, I've worked with people who um, had a surgery, they took one Vicodin and they were hooked. And wow. that's just how it worked for them. Other people take a Vicodin and it makes them sick and they never want to take it again. Um, yeah. Other people have one, drink and they instantly like the way it feels that reward system is activated and there's no looking back. Mm-hmm. So, um, others it's habitual, you know, mm-hmm. you, you get into a routine and it's, it's just what you do. You come home from work, you've had a stressful day, you have a couple of glasses of wine or a few beers. And before you know it, that's yeah, every single right. day and it, and it definitely
1: becomes problematic. Wow. Gosh. And environmental too. And just thinking about how strong that is in, in the, the kiddos that I work with and knowing that how powerful their environments are. And if they see parents for example, yeah. right. Um, and how that's a learned behavior to some extent as well. And mm-hmm. so the genetic component mixed with that can sometimes be a perfect storm of situations for some people. Right. Um, definitely. yeah. What is the age range that you work with?
4: um, The youngest that I have worked with personally would be teenagers. Okay. Um, I have done young kids, but it wasn't with substance use. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the oldest I've worked with was someone in their 70s. So it really runs a gamut of of age range. Yeah. I just,
2: you know, thinking about, you know, headlines that we see constantly about uh, substance abuse or addiction in high school age or college age. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it's, it's great that you can bring this information. Um, and so people that are mm-hmm. within those ages know that they can call the wellness studio, that they're not too young to to start on a path of wellness. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. Well, we are so glad to have you. I know, <laughs> I know. I, I just think that you're such a valuable added resource Mm -hmm. yeah for the wellness studio we are very excited to have you thanks guys
1: we are going to take a quick break and then we'll be back shortly
0: promote your business or organization on podcast 225.com podcast 225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for louisiana listeners every month thousands hear the weekly clay young show every week clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Clay Young here, and listen, if you are trying to sell your home but you want to save money, let me tell you something. Denise Harris with Remax Preferred Choice has the answer. Denise, let's talk about that.
4: Yes, Clay. I'm really, really excited to talk about this promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're offering a commission of 3.6%. That's mm-hmm. all you pay. Right. Instead of paying a 6% or a 5%, wow. we're offering you the same services for
0: 3.6%. So you save money, thousands. Yes. And what else do you get?
4: You get a full service listing. Okay. And professionals, full-time agents, they're here to service you. You also get professional photos. Right. That's how people shop now. Professional photos are going to help you sell your property.
0: So don't miss the opportunity to get this help. Contact Denise Harris and Annie McGarner right now. How can people reach you?
4: Let us know that you heard it on Q106. Give us a call at 291-4440, 291-4440. Or you can stop by our office at 3300 North Shore Forest Drive.
0: We're here to service you. That's REMAX Preferred Choice. Welcome back back to The Waiting Room.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to The Waiting Room with um, Dr. Rodriguez, myself, and our newest team member to the Wellness Studio, Mallory McCann. Um, she is also a licensed professional counselor, and we are so happy to have her because she's going to be offering services for substance abuse treatment. So, Mallory, before we conclude, any last final thoughts or facts that you want to throw out there for people listening?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, after we've been talking about um, substance abuse for this entire podcast, um, I think it would be helpful for us to distinguish between abuse dependence and addiction. Oh, yeah. Just because you're using an illicit substance or misusing another substance doesn't mean you're in full-blown addiction. Um, So I guess we could start with abuse. Abuse, I guess, would be defined um, as misusing a prescription medication or another medication other than what it was intended for um, or an illicit substance. Dependence would be, um, you know, it's it's the, the natural thing that your brain and your body does to continued exposure to a substance. So it doesn't have to be illegal. You can think of the fact that people get headaches all the time when they don't have coffee. That's dependence. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not necessarily... Um, completely addicted to it, but you know, when you don't have it. Um, and then a full blown addiction would be, you know, your desire to have this substance completely surpasses every other responsibility or urge that you have. You can't go without it. Um, you have withdrawal symptoms. Um, and it, it is fully involved in your life.
1: Wow. Yeah, thanks for, for, for saying that. Yeah, it is. And it paints a, a good picture, I think, for people listening so that they can kind of automatically know, you know, maybe if you have a family member or you yourself are – wanting to reach out for some services we have mallory here and we are happy to have her and she's here to help absolutely Uh, well thank you everyone for tuning in to the waiting room Um, we are appreciative of you listening don't forget to rate us or leave a review or a comment by visiting us at itunes and then also podcast 225.com and you can also see us on our website surprisinglywell.com Thank you for listening. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to The Waiting Room. This has been a
3: Podcast 225.com production.